Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. <clears throat> Today we are studying Jeremiah 6a, that's Yirmiyahu, the prophet, <coughs> um, the first half of chapter 6. This is Saul Weiner, the host of the podcast. Uh, we just completed, of course, chapter 5. We completed, we finished it on the question that the uh, prophet posed to the people, which was, so what are you going to do? What are you, the people, going to do to fix this? What are you going to do to um, change this decree? I just told you about this terrible, terrible destruction that's coming. What are you going to do about it? Unfortunately, the prophet knew that the likelihood of the people changing was very low, and we see this repeatedly. He's constantly lamenting the fact that no one listens, no one cares, and that because of that, the destruction is going to come. But then he also constantly flips back to please, please, please listen. He never totally gives up, even though he realizes that the chances of the people turning around at this stage are ex are close to zero, but not quite zero. After he ends with that question, Mata Asulah, so what are you going to do about it? And he realizes that they're not going to do anything about it. He then goes back in chapter 6 to predicting the destruction that's coming because the people don't listen. So therefore we start verse 1 with the image of people not repenting, not changing their ways, not learning how to be honest and good and justice and just and righteous, but rather people that are preparing for an inevitable war of destruction that's on coming. So well, let's start for verse 1. Ha'izu b'nei Yamin. O children of Binyamin, remember the people of Binyamin, uh, Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, was part of the southern kingdom. They were allies of Judah, so they were part of the Judean kingdom. And portions of Jerusalem were actually within the um, tribes, uh, tribe of Benjamin's um, inheritance property. So there were Benjaminites living in Jerusalem. So he turns to the people of Benjamin and he says, Flee, run from the inside Jerusalem, from the inside the city. The city is going to be attacked. Run run out, get get out of there. Uvitkoa, and in the city of Tekoa, Tiku Shofar. Tekoa is a city in the Judean desert. And the, the name Tekoa is, of course, very similar to the word Tik'u, which means to blow a horn, Tik'u Shofar. So it's just a play on words here. And he's saying, in the town of Tekoa, blow the horn. The horn of warning, this is. This is the horn, uh, the, the air raid siren, so to speak. Um, they're coming. The Al-Beta Karim, and in the place of Beta Karim, which is a town um, near Jerusalem, uh, which means the place of the vineyard, it was kind of in a valley. It was very... Um, uh, it's more fertile, so and there were vineyards there, so the city was called the Beta Karim. Suumash Eis, uh, raise a signal fire. In other words, warn people of the enemy coming. Kira, why? What do you need to warn everyone about? Kira, evil is coming, is 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 appearing. Nishkefa means we can see evil coming from the north. Veshever Gadol, and a great catastrophe is about to happen. Hanova vaham unaga. This is verse two. Damisi vastion. I the 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 um. I used to compare. Uh, this word domisi could mean destroy. Uh, I'm gonna go with compare, which is how the uh, Mitsudos translates it. I um. 
I compared the daughter of Zion to a, a beautiful and delicate and and uh, 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 a woman. Uh, this I, I believe here is really meant as more of a criticism than a compliment. Uh, if you remember back in verse four, third uh, chapter four, verse thirty, um, we had Yirmiyahu tell us, um, uh, keep, uh, you know, I've heard the sound of, of illness coming from Jerusalem. So, uh, and what did she do? Um, um, Uh, again, verse 30, this is back in chapter 4. What are you doing, Matasi? What are you doing, Kitubashishani? You're getting dressed up in fancy clothes um, and and uh, putting on makeup and dressing yourself. There's a disaster coming. What, what, what are you doing? This I think that's what, what it's referring to here. We also saw in chapter 5, verse 28, Shomnu Ashtu, you, you, you fattened yourselves and, and so on. In other words, instead of being involved in the things that you need to to prevent catastrophe you're completely ignoring it and involve yourself involving yourselves in in unaga and tanog and pleasures and 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 vanity and therefore verse 3 the shepherds and their flocks are going to come to you uh, i'm going to translate what what what, what are the, who are these shepherds and flocks i'm going to talk about that in a second they are blowing horns of warning against you, O Halim Saviv. They are setting their tents around you. Ra'u ish es yado. Each person is preparing themselves and taking up their positions around the city of Jerusalem. Um, Rashi and the Radak understand these shepherds to be the enemies. And the reason why they're being compared to flocks and shepherds is because there's large numbers and they gather around the city. Um, the Mitsudos understands that they are uh, being compared to shepherds. Uh, he doesn't say numbers-wise, but he says being compared to shepherds because they are they are lowly like shepherds. They are people of, of um, general generally in the popular mind. A shepherd is a more is a, is a lower class, uh, more base, less intellectual kind of person. Um, then that's how the Masudos understand this. I was um, trying to. Uh, come up with a better understanding of this because one usually thinks of shepherds and flocks as something more peaceful so one one idea i thought maybe uh, it's referring to what will be after the destruction that the city will be destroyed and it will become a field of shepherds but that doesn't fit well into the context here so i actually saw a much better understanding is that they're being compared to shepherds because of the ease of the conquering the conquering will be so easy for them to conquer Jerusalem that they'll, they're like, that's why we're comparing them to shepherds. Yeah, they're a powerful nation. We did say that before, of course. Goy Eson, we said last part, they're a powerful nation. But, but they could just as well have been shepherds. And once God had decreed the suffering, and that's why. So it's kind of like Rashi and Radak understanding them to being the numbers of, of, of enemies attacking, but they're being compared to shepherds because, because, because that's all they need to be in order to conquer Jerusalem at this time in her time of terrible weakness. What do they say? Verse 4, Prepare war against her. Let's get up and go up there in the afternoon. And then they'll say, Oh no, we're, we're in the middle of destroying. Uh, it's so, uh, the day is almost over. We're, we're running out of time. Uh, they, they, let's keep going. 
as the evening comes, and usually that's the time when the fighting kind of stops, but they're being so successful, they want to keep going. So, they say in verse 5, let's get up and continue doing this even in the dark, even at night, and let us destroy the fortresses that, um, that, that uh, are in Jerusalem. Well, let's just keep on going. This is again referring to the. Um, we don't want to lose any time. We're being so successful. Let's just keep going and going and going. We move on to verse six. Kicho Omar Adonaitzivos, because so says God. So here, this is God speaking. Kirsu Eitzah. This is. Um, these are the. You're imagining the the destroyers now, and they're saying. We're destroying, and we're going to lose no time in destroying because God has told us this. They are acting as if they are messengers of God. We've seen this in several places. We saw this regarding Assyria um, in Isaiah, that they were the messengers, that they consider themselves to be the messengers of God to destroy Jerusalem. Kirsu let us cut down her trees, which is, of course, something that an attacking army would do to destroy the um, the, uh, the 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 so the wood and the fruit, which was a source of sustenance and supplies for the city. Let's pour down a siege ramp, and the shifu, in other words, pour down the dirt so that we can build a ramp, so we can climb over the walls of Jerusalem. He ha'ir God. This is the city which is set aside for punishment. Kula. Oshek There is so much Oshek, so much. I saw the translation of fraud and corruption within her. So we receive this message from God. We will therefore go ahead and fulfill his his desire to destroy the city. How bad is the city? God says um, this could either be the people speaking, or it could be God speaking, um, or it could be the prophet speaking, for that matter. Kihakir bayir meha. As a well, as a spring, is a source, is a makar, is a source, and it keeps on being a source for her water. So, in other words, the spring is constantly filling with new water. In the similar way, the evil of the city has become like um, a source of, of, of evil. Hamas was showed. Hamas is um, oppression where people. Uh, use the system, so to speak, to take things away from the other, use their strength and power in society or physical power to take things away from others. The city is full of Hamas, Fashod, and, and people plundering one another, Yishamabah. This is all we hear among them. It's people taking advantage of each other. Alponai Tamid. I'm, I'm sorry, I said before this could be anyone speaking. I made a mistake. This is God speaking. Alponai Tamid. This is before me constantly. I constantly see this. And all I see is Cholyumaka. Sickness and illness, meaning sickness of society. Maka. And, and people striking each other with wounds. And then verse 8. He vasri, this is this God still speaking here. He vasri Yerushalayim. Um, some also interpret this as now flipping to the prophet speaking. He vasri Yerushalayim. Accept your rebuke. Listen. Pen teka nafshi mimech. Lest my, um, I come to, um, 
literally means remove my soul or lest I come to hate you, right? Or not, pen and then lest I completely destroy you, and create you and turn you into a land that is not inhabited, that has no one residing there. Um, this is really demonstrates that no matter what, there's constant uh, prediction of destruction, but there's always a verse, there's always a place where, where God and or the prophet together come back and say, but there still is hope. You can still turn this around. Listen to what I'm telling you, you can still turn this around. There's never, no matter how desperate, no matter how awful the predictions of destruction are, there's always a chance, there's always a way to turn this around. There's always a way to listen. You didn't have, to, you don't have to take the steps of being ready for an inevitable war, but rather you can listen to this warning, heed it, and change your ways. Ko Omar back to the destruction in verse 9. So says God, the Prophet tells us the words of God are as follows Yisrael. They are going to pluck the grapes. Um, in the way the Ololos are the remaining grapes. After the first harvest, they go back and harvest more. They go back and check and see what's left, what's hanging. The remnants of Israel, they were constantly going to, they're going to destroy, and then they're going to go back and see what grapes are left and take those, and they're going to go back and do it again. Hashev Yadcha. Pass your hand again. Kivotzer al Salsilos. In the same way that a harvester is constantly goes back and checks if he left any grapes to see what the remaining grapes are. Uh, Rashi points out that we see how the uh, exile from Jerusalem came in waves. First they exiled one king and then another king and then they, the, then they got the remnants and then the remnants of that. There was constant one destruction after another. <clears throat> Here it is now the prophet saying. The prophet is trying to avert this decree. He's desperately trying to avert this decree. He doesn't want this destruction to happen. <coughs> So he's looking again. To whom can I talk to? To whom can I testify? To whom can I say, this is what God is saying, and they will listen to me. Their ears are stuffed. Their ears are clogged. They won't listen. They're not able anymore. They're so stubborn in their ways that they can't, they can't listen anymore. The words of God are words of shame to them. They're not interested in listening to the words of God. And once you get to the point where people make fun people are, are just not interested in listening it's it's almost impossible to get them to get the message they just can't get the message no matter how many times you tell them the anger of god i'm full of it i'm exhausted from trying to handle and 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 um uh, all of this I, I can't handle it anymore I can't take it anymore Shifoch, go ahead pour your anger even on the on the, the young people on the outside of Yachtov, and on all of the youth that gang that hang around on the street corners um, and, and wasting time They're, go ahead pour out your wrath men and women will all be trapped in this in this terrible destruction, im melei yamim, even zakein im melei yamim, even the elderly, along with the youth, everyone, the whole crew, every single one, they're all corrupt. I can't find anyone that's going to listen to my message. Vinasabu vateim laacherim. In the end, their homes 
are going to end up being given to others, to the conquerors. So the fields and the women will be taken away by the others. Because God says that I, God, I am going to stretch my hand out in anger against those that reside in the land. Because from the oldest to the from the youngest to the oldest, they all are in it for greed alone. That's all they're interested in for, just greed and profit and no interest in others. Because all that matters is money. And from their, their false prophets and their, their priests, they're all they're all full of falsehood. Again, Yermio reminds us what the bottom line is. And and those leaders, those supposed leaders, instead of listening to the word of God, they the this disaster that's befallen my nation, that they became so corrupt, they 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 heal it, they give it healing with, with ease, with nothing. They say it's nothing. Lamar, all they say, Shalom, Shalom, everything's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry, don't worry. Keep doing your bad stuff, keep living the the corrupt life that you're living. But, however, there is no peace. They have it all wrong. It's a terrible, terrible mess. They have done something so horribly embarrassing because what they have done is so disgusting. To the extent that they're not even embarrassed about what they've done. They don't even know shame. They don't know embarrassment. They don't, they're not embarrassed at all. They, 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 they're proud of what they do. And this is in such a case they can't listen. That's why their ears are stuck. They're so arrogant, and they're so convinced that they're fine and that everything is okay. They'll never turn. They'll never get the message and turn around. Um, therefore, the yiplu banoflim, yiplu banoflim, they are going to fall among those that fall. The aspikatim at the time that I remember them for punishment, ikashlu. That's when they will trip up. Amar Adonai, so says God. Thank you so much for listening to six mm-hmm. A. Looking forward to studying six B and completing chapter six together. Unfortunately, this one can remind us so much of things we see where people become so arrogant and so narcissistic and so much believe in themselves that they are unwilling to even be embarrassed or ashamed for the bad that they've done. Let us hope that we can see some redemption.